How you doing? I'm Mike Gaddy, and welcome to the Patterson Park Podcast. With each episode, I sit down and I talk to Baltimore's artists, entrepreneurs, and activists, people who march to the drumbeat of their own drummer. This week, I sit down with Ben DeHaan of Ben DeHaan Music, and he transfixed me. The reason is because in his journey, a, a journey of going from being in someone else's band to having a nine to five job, realizing he had a recording opportunity and moving into his own band, creating his own music group that then erupted onto the national music scene. That journey and his journey of his relationship where he met his fiancee and she became the one who whispers in his ear, don't embrace the fear. Those stories that Ben tells and that Ben recounts both through his music and in our sit-down interview, those reflect a lot of myself and who I am. And if you're a creative person who marches to their own drumbeat, I suspect you'll see a lot of yourself in the stories that Ben tells. So sit back and take a listen as I explore those worlds with Ben DeHaan of Ben DeHaan Music. Take a listen. Let's back up for a second because you said my favorite thing in all the world, which is, oh, you know, I really started Ben DeHaan Music two years ago. Well, COVID has been going on for, what, 18 months now, 19 months now, which is roughly two two years you literally started your own going out and doing one of the hardest things possible to do make a living as an artist during a pandemic yeah so you know i mean i guess um there's two groups of people or you know that you've seen come out of covid and and some people leaned into it and, and some people would affect it in a different way and I and I totally understand that too because you know I've dealt with you know depression and anxiety and I definitely oh my god struggled with that over you know COVID for sure um but yeah I uh somehow um just kind of leaned into it and you know I was just starting out directly prior to it again I had worked at an office job that I really was unhappy at um for about i don't know between six and eight years and you know wasn't doing music and um obviously prior to that i I had been touring full-time and um for years and and so i just hit this critical pain point of you know leaving leaving that job and um just sink or swim and that was in september of 2020 and then yeah obviously covid hit (laughs) in March of 2021 when I was just gearing up getting ready to play shows um and so at first yeah, yeah actually you have the COVID date memory wrong it you must have it was September 2019 March right, 2020 right, right. yeah and and no, I yeah. find myself doing this so you were working a nine to five job right before September 2019 see I almost did 2019 right before COVID yeah. hit in March 2020 you were working nine to five job, and an opportunity came up for you to go make a make a major recording with with one of your groups that you worked with, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh. then you said, so you were going to take time off, and they said basically, if you you know don't come back if you do this, and you said, see you, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly how it went down, pretty much. I mean, and you know, <laughs> you know, I choose not to do this anymore. It's not. This isn't the best way I can contribute. Um, not doing the best job I can for you know my my clients in that former job. I'm not doing the best job for my boss. Like, there's, I, I people that are bitten by the music bug. It's uh, it, it like it's hard to shake. You know, I mean, like you can't really if you're truly bitten by it. Like it's in your DNA. So um, I had to come back. I think that's true for creative people in general. Yeah. Um, you got to contribute, you know? I mean, yeah, and my 29th birthday was, um, <laughs> I always, I look back at it as like, God, man, I was in the depths. I was in the depths of it. I mean, you know, that that's kind of what the Faded Ones is about. I was just like, what the hell am I doing right now? You know, I mean, I was so young and I felt like I was on such a right track and, and then somewhere I just kind of felt like falling back into normalcy <clears throat> not that there's anything wrong with that and I um, you know because people are rock stars at you know any job that they do there's rock stars out there killing it and they love it and um, I think I just fell back on the fear of um, you know societal pressure and um, you know thinking that it would be easier for me to do a quote unquote normal job and Cause I've been losing my mind since I saw your face It's like I can't help what I'm feeling these days And I was doing just fine till I heard your name It's like I can't help what I'm feeling these days It's been 18 months and 11 days I spent a long time working my way out of that haze I've got worn down jeans and a To jump in with both feet and to go and cut that recording, I think is is what a lot of truly creative people do. Yeah, I I, I um I reached a point where I was just in this holding pattern of uh, kind of suffering at this job, and um, I think the fear of waking up on my deathbed and asking myself. Why the fuck did I never, you know, why the hell did I, I never do these things or try these things, like, that mean the most to me, like, was scarier than spending another day in that stagnation, you know? So fast forward to, uh, you decided to create your own music group, Ben Dahan Music. Mm -hmm. You met your fiancé. And at the time, you weren't planning on like a big, intense relationship, let alone getting married. And then, and then she became part of your band. How the hell did that work out? Well, yeah, I mean, it's actually it's interesting. Like, 
um, yeah, I was single for, for a few years, and I had no intentions of, you know, I thought I was at the point where I was just like, okay, I'll, I'm okay with, like, you know, just hanging out and having, you know, flings with people, and, um, like, left. Like yeah, left. I just, <laughs> yeah, I you're just, talking to a gay man, I get that. <laughs> well, I that part out. <laughs> well, you know, like for the longest time prior to that, like I felt like I had to have a relationship to be fulfilled, and you know, so I finally reached this place of um, just being happy on my own, and um, totally didn't expect it. But yeah, the night that I met Lauren, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I, I was like, what is what's going on here? You know, I mean, because I had that feeling, it was like, I don't know, there's something like, like, I, I just felt it immediately, and uh, yeah, we moved pretty quick, and, and this is when I was still at that former job, um, fast forward a month and a half or two months, and, and that's when I made that decision, fast forward, uh, I made the decision to leave, and then... And by the way, I, I didn't even know she played cello until COVID. Yeah, no. Um, so there was no plan of ever playing music together. I just, you know, we fell in love. And um, So wait, wait, wait. Let me back up for one second, because I think this is kind of important. You were working in a straight job, normal job, nine to five okay. corporate job. You decided to go out and do your own thing musically. At the same time, roughly, you meet Lauren, fall in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, now you quit your day job and decide to do music full time. And then, not knowing Lauren uh, even is into music, then you have COVID hit and now you're starting basically a new business because that's what you, you know this is and during a pandemic and have a new relationship so that's some pretty major life changes there buddy uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all so right good. so you find out lauren plays the cello and then what happened so i just want to back up for one second real quick um i do think i think you know one big thing is um you know, a lot of our success in life, you know, depends on who we surround ourselves with. And, you know, obviously 90% of that is going to be the person you're closest with. So Lauren, um, you know, before, even before I knew she was a musician, um, was a huge, huge piece of that. Like, I mean, she inspired me. Um, she was so supportive about, you know, that change. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. Like, um, when we when we came together we always joke about it because it's not been one like dull moment it's just been one big thing after the other and and yeah a lot of it can be stressful but like these are great changes that we we feel are happening um but uh you're sorry to answer your question so you you asked if um fast forward to the cello yeah cello all of a sudden you find out she plays the cello and like, yeah. oh, I how did you find out that she played the cello? Yeah, I was. Um, I think her mom like dropped her, dropped it off at the at the apartment, and because they're big. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, what the hell? You, what? I asked her. I was like, what? Yeah, what? What is? What's? Why is there a cello here? And she was like, oh yeah, I play cello. I was like, 
and you didn't think to check like to tell me. <laughs> tell me to this, right? <laughs> um, this is like six months in, you know, and um, cello is such a beautiful instrument. It's one of my favorite instruments, and um, yeah. So you know, that day we we started playing together, and we've been doing it ever since. And and there was never any kind of um, I don't know an intentional effort to play together in a band. Um, it just kind of happened. Um, I wake up every morning trying to recreate the past. I want to spread my wings and disbelieve it's fine. A lover in my ear whispers don't embrace the fear. Breathing me Hill 2021 uh, there's a line in there a lover in my ear whispering don't embrace the fear is that kind of what she's bringing to the relationship you know, yeah, yeah. Funny, yeah. because I'm that way with my husband you know I'm the one whispering in his ear don't embrace the fear you know yeah. and so I, I think that I think it's evident in the music and I think that's really cool yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I, I mean, like that is one hundred percent what she does for me, and, and so much more. Um, I wrote that entire song about her in a day, and it's funny we always joke about it. Um, you know, because uh, I don't know. I think we were having a little bit of a of a you know whatever, a little fight over something stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I remember the first time I played it for her, she was like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's like, I mean, now she loves it, obviously. And, uh, you know, she has her cello on there, but it's just funny, you know. Um, there's, there's lyrics or they really, because I remember thinking like, damn, like, these lyrics mean so much to me because they're so vulnerable and you know it's how i'm waking up every day not anymore but you know kind of like you know some days dwelling in the past and 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 you've been in my you've been my total encouragement to say hey you know that doesn't really help us today like what do you want in the future and um yeah so let's get back to covid because um we touched on this briefly when COVID hit uh, back in March 2020, my schedule instantly cleared and uh, it remained clear for more than a year and a half. Um, and I didn't know what the hell to do. I was the closest I've ever been to being clinically depressed and I am not a depressed person. How was that for you? What did COVID, especially launching a new music group, what did COVID do? How did that influence how you moved forward over the next year, year and a half? 
I mean, I kind of just jump. I mean, it was hard for me, just like anybody else, and, and weird, you know, going for weeks at a time without like, seeing another person. But um, yeah, no, I jumped right in, and I uh, I just leaned into it, and in in some sort of weird way, like it allowed me like this mental freedom almost like I was like it was almost like I had permission to focus solely on this for once and so I think it was in some way a blessing you know um I I did at that time I had already probably a week or two prior to lockdown started a uh a songwriting challenge um where basically I I wrote a song a day and um you know, I set a a timer on my iPhone for an hour, and um, you know, I picked something to work on, and it, it didn't have to be good. It just had to be done, and I came out with that. Uh, came out of that. It's supposed to only be thirty days. I did it for probably one hundred twenty, and yeah, I mean, I, I came out with like maybe over one hundred fifty songs, something like that. And uh, one of the best things that you know, I could recommend to any musician um cause, and it's also funny because like i'm going back in the studio in november and for about two days i got like as soon as i booked it i got the panic i was like oh my god i gotta you know i gotta get these songs together and like blah, 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 blah. and like i forgot about my process and so on the third night i was like I had done a, a podcast with um, Alchemical Records in DC, and I and I heard the end of it where I said um, I was talking about my process, and I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe I should try that again." <laughs> so I so I hit the the timer. I I started with the idea that I wanted, and and I finished a song that I'm incredibly incredibly uh, proud of. So is that yeah. faded ones? Oh no! This is a this is a brand new one. I'm going back into the studio in November. So oh 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 oh, super cool! So you have a bunch of new stuff coming out. Uh, the EP will drop on Friday. It'll probably be out by the time this this podcast releases. I woke up California with a ringing in my bones. The tone that grows is all she knows and all she'll ever show. Now I stand before you, just looking for my ghost Despite the face I can't replace, it's all I'll ever know Will you write to me again? No, this life is not Touch a little bit. You've done a lot of touring through your over your career, both with other bands. You, I, I mentioned the Warp Tour, um, but Ben DeHaan Music has been playing some pretty big venues 
in our area and last weekend we were at uh, uh, Jimmy's in Baltimore um, uh, I think the week before that we were at full tilt but uh, no we the the last biggest show was uh, Ram said on stage in Annapolis we had some crazy shows but you know I mean coming up um, auto bar is this this Saturday it'll probably already have passed by the time this airs but you know that's one of my favorite Baltimore venues um, to play it's got the old-school punk vibes it's been around for you know over 50 years um, um, and then after that we'll be at the pocket in DC um, and then I'm really excited to be playing the bitter end in um, Greenwich Village that's a, a life goal of mine so Man, you have, uh, you know, uh, Stevie Wonder, you have, uh, you know, um, Ray Charles. I mean, Lady Gaga played there, um, um, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, Dylan, like, <laughs> like I, I mean, like, all, like, the, you know, all the, the legendary New York musicians. That, that place has, um, as well as could speak, I'm sure, like, and... Ben said, if you're truly bitten by the music bug, it's in your DNA. That's how I feel about photography. I, from the time I was at Ground Zero and took those pictures that launched my career, from that very second, it was in my DNA. It was something I had to do. The only question was how to make it work to make a living for myself. And that was Ben's question. How to journey and make music to replace his day job so that he could leave a legacy for, for the future. Something that he could be proud of. And now, and now Ben, on his next tour, will join the stage of The Bitter End a lifelong goal. And I'm sure he will be playing music long after that. Join me next time as we explore Baltimore's artists, activists, and entrepreneurs right here on the Patterson Park Podcast, all those people who march to their own drummer. Hope to see you soon.